you have the museums there and each town in montana has its own like small museums so, like deer lodge has like a prison museum there's car museums yeah if you've ever if you've ever driven through montana um you understand that the state of montana thinks everything is historical there's historical this historical that historical blah the historical blah everything is historical in that whole goddamn state and the thing is in the grand scheme of it it's not even that historical you wander our way over you know because this is walking ways what's bigfoot possibility clink clink hey man it's been about a week yeah how have you been oh perfect and getting better you know uh still winter although the weather has not been showing the winter kind of style it was beautiful today probably like i think it got to 60s here no way oh it's been it's been really really cold in the mornings and like the evenings and when i mean really cold i mean like 30s low 30s and then it heats up to like 60 it's been huge shifts nice nice i get that i hate that i hate that about oregon uh, especially fall and spring you leave the house wearing like 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 jeans and you're like why did i not put shorts on you know and then you you, you you're headed home and you're like oh i should have put jeans on today or you know what i mean like yeah, it's not. I I like about Montana is like even when it's like fifty, you're like I'm still gonna wear jeans because it's like tits cold in the morning and like the fifty is it's nice, but it's not like I want to take my clothes off fifty. Yeah, that's why you see so many people with the classic kind of Oregonian um, kind of attire is uh, it will be like sweatpants, a jogger. Or like a leggings if you're a female. And then you go with, you'll have a shirt. You'll typically have some sort of lighter, longer sleeve shirt. Or it could be like a hoodie like I'm wearing today. And then you'll have a bigger, more poofier coat. Oftentimes the puffers are the ones that get uh, used the most. Well, and those are good at wa- wicking water over there. Yeah. And so that's like classic because what you'll see in the morning, all those people really bundled up. They'll even have like gloves on or they'll have like some sort of head thing for their face. And then by like 12, they're down to that undershirt. Maybe it's just a sweatshirt. Maybe it's like a nice lighter top. And then they put that puffer back on by uh, roughly about five, six o'clock. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, makes sense. I I go jeans, typically shoes. Um, I'll do like a, a shirt, a sweatshirt of some sort, a vest, and then a jacket over the vest. Um, I think that's a good good look for me. Good Montana feel. You know, you need to keep that core warm with that vest. Keep the core warm. I rock the vest. I, I rock the vest for sure. Although lately... I mean, lately I dress like I'm about to go for like a run of some sort. So um, either a run or a lift. That's my attire lately. You don't know if I'm coming, going, or if I still haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. No, 
no i yeah man tonight i was i was driving home and ah, another beautiful sunset out here in montana it was just it was one of those ones you gotta you gotta take a picture of you know so if you guys are watching out on the the social medias you know you'll see it live if you follow the ruguru um i've been kind of blown up the facebook i don't know if you've realized that but i've linked basically our instagrams wandering ways instagrams to facebook to where you guys want to see some more content on that um i don't know if mark has yet but uh, <laughs> i mean i'm not on facebook but um yeah. I'm not on Facebook very much. I have one, but um, it's really just there to like show my family that I'm alive. Uh. <laughs> what I don't like is is on Instagram, I'm sharing the stories to Facebook, right? Like I can share because I have multiple accounts and we've talked about this before. You know, uh, if you want to follow my Jeep, follow my Jeep. You want to follow my nature stuff, follow my nature stuff, right? But I can get them all to post to my Zach Gray, you know, that's who I am on Facebook, like that story, every single account can. But I can't like take one picture on one account and have it go to like all accounts, you know? So it's like, if I take like a picture of like the Jeep, that can't just automatically go to the story of all my stories. No, just Facebook, like, but not Instagram, even though they're like the same thing. I don't get it. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I don't get, I don't get social media very much. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. Ironic. But um, I saw a sunset the other day. I almost took a picture of it and sent it to you and said, better than Montana. <laughs> oh, really? It was a good one? Oh, it, it was actually a really good one. Um, I was driving home and it was above the, the little mountains that we have here, the Siskiyous, but yeah. It was nice, good oranges, had some nice red in there, kind of a little bit more of a purplish red, the way that oh, it was yeah. in the clouds. Oh, nice. Um, but it was very, very, very good. Yeah, here, for the video watchers. Uh... Yeah, see, that's, that's very on par with the sunset I was yeah. going to show you. Just the, like, different, like, the different kind of colors where it's, like, red and gold all the way to the mountains you know that's one thing i do like about billings it's like that sunset especially in the winter is setting right over the uh the bear tooths so you get those beautiful with especially when you get the clouds like that right the, the way they ref, they're refracting that light you know back down um and and you get those here and i like that like there's a, you can tell when you're out this way because it is like you see further so the sky goes for days kind of thing uh, big sky country but it's i think too because there's a lot of like big hills that you are on here you know like we don't really realize it but like where i live in billings is a is a little bit just a little bit higher in elevation than like downtown you know but because we're just gradually going up this big hill you know and they and they move these just big prairies that's you know just wow this land was formed and it's kind of cool because you get to see like you know, some nights, especially in the summer, you're, you're like, go up to the rims here. It's like, there's the sunset over the mountains, but then you look even south and then there's the bighorns and there's a thunderstorm down there, you know, and you see the lightning and that, but the sunset over here and then over here, nothing, you know, just the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Um, that is very, that is very on par for that. Yeah. Well, you'll get, I mean, you know, big news, 
And 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 I was trying to talk to you. You were making some granola because you're a weirdo like that. I wasn't making granola. I was making granola bars, and they turned out amazing. And I can't wait to fr- get them in the fridge. Which actually, I think I was meant to put do that right now. You would you like to take a quick break? No, you talk for a minute. <laughs> oh, you want me to talk? Yeah, it's uh, gonna take me a second. Oh gosh, guys, you know. He just left the room up on me. No, we'll talk about like the things I like to do because you guys listened to the solo episode where Mark talked about the things he likes to do. So, you know, in my free time when I'm not like grinding out on work, because I think you guys, one good thing is to like grind it out with work. So you just go like 110% with everything you do, Um, but is to find that free time, you know, go into nature and find those moments where you can just give yourself, you know, times to relax and, oh, he's back. So we're done with that. (laughs) How is the granola? I mean, how did you make it? The granola (laughs) bars, they're granola bars. I want to make sure this is very clear, not just granola. I would make it a little bit different, but these I'm like trying to get into an actual like bar kind of shape. Um, Surprisingly easy if anyone else wants to do this. All you really need are like oats, um, rice cereal, or as the kids call it, Rice Krispies, um, dried fruit of your choice. So for me, I went with pomegranate and cranberries. Uh, I got chia seeds in there. I got hemp seeds in there, pumpkin seeds, and I got some sort of nut and I'm kind of blanking on it. Nice. I mean, they sound good. I mean, you, what you should do is uh, on your on your uh, blog that on the athletic trainer, you should put your recipes for those who want to check it out. Well, I wanted to do a test run for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this said- is literally the first time that I'm making them. So, <laughs> yeah, but before literally- I put anything out to the world, I want to know if they turn out. You 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 sat down at your computer tonight and were like, "Wife me up! I know how to make granola." So I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you advertise it to me like you know what you're doing. So don't, sorry that I'm trying to tell people to get your recipe. Hey, it's good. I you know I got honey in there to help it all stick, so it's all pretty good stuff. Oh God. Um, that, who knows next time i'm out in montana and i need a good trail bar maybe it's going to be these granola bars yeah maybe well a little bit different but you know maybe instead of cranberries will be dried blueberries but it'll be something like that well you crazy guy and and i was just getting into it and i was going to talk about kind of what we had planned because before even we started recording this tonight i was trying to talk to you but we we're kind of both busy in our own realms and just it didn't come up but we booked a chalet yeah it'll be it's gonna be pretty sweet to do the chalet and and if you guys don't know what a chalet is look up granite peak chalet in glacier national park and that is where we will be on july 6th me and the reverend and the wandering ways podcast we'll probably do some social media stuff while we're up there i was thinking you know maybe some record some stuff i don't think there's cell service so we won't be able to go live or anything like that. Probably not but, live, but there's a picture on my phone. It's not going to do it justice, but keep oh, talking. I'm going to get it up. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a, these chalets are old, old park, uh, kind of like hostels up in the mountains. And I think this one, for example, is on the continental divide. So a lot of people who actually stop at this one are doing the continental divide 
trail. And one of the trails that you can take to get here is from uh, Waterton National Park up in, up in uh, Canada. And it's the Glacier National Park Canada uh, kind of Peace Park, International Peace Park as they call it. And a lot of people do that hike. That's a 24 mile an hour hike, to, or 24 mile an hour, 24 mile hike uh, to get 24 there. 24 miles per hour. Yeah, it's a fast hike. That's, that's, moving hour. Too. that's like moving. That's like Usain Bolt running full speed. Yeah, that's like moving. But no, it's a beautiful chalet. It's right up on top of the mountains, kind of like a Swiss, German, Alps, you know, one of those type kind of houses. Uh, you see up at, at top of these mountains. And uh, the Sperry Chalet, which is the other chalet and glacier, actually burned down. Uh, and it's more expensive. So if you're <laughs> wondering, they, they're like 80 more dollars per person um, to do it. But I, I think it was worth it. I think it was a good grab uh, for us. They even make dinner up there. So like, you know, in the springtime, they'll send us a menu and we'll be able to select our food. If we want. Nuts. I didn't know that part. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to talk to you about it, but um, but or we can bring our own, and there's a kitchen that you can use up there. So there is options. Um, so it's kind of cool. I'm I'm really excited to do it. Um, because we got would be cool. Because I mean, it's right up my alley. It's essentially yeah. <laughs> taking a hostel and a mountain and putting them together, which is like two of my favorite things. <laughs> but you want to know even something better, Reverend? The the hike that I think we will take to get there is the Highline Trail. See, even better. <laughs> the get other two, <laughs> the other two are really like three thousand foot elevation gains. What are so they? Like three thousand foot elevation gains. Oh, that's been how much time though? It's four miles. Those ones are four miles. So I would three thousand feet elevation and four miles. Damn. That, I would assume that's very similar to the Hawaii, uh, what we did. I think that was like 2,200 elevation game. But that, especially that one part where you're just going up, I think it'll, it would be similar to that. But the reason for that is you basically start at, oh, I'm going to miss the name of it. And it's not, maybe it's Grinnell, the Grinnell Glacier. But there's a glacier, there's a, there's the hiking trail, not Cracker Lake, but the one that goes straight from Manny Glacier, like we went left to go to Cracker Lake and there's the one that goes straight and then there's right and you go to Iceberg Lake. The one that goes straight, it's that hike. You take that and go up to get to it or you take the hike from uh, the the going to Sun Road where the, like that last bend is. Where yeah, that, there's a really tight bend. That's the one you park, the, that's the hike trail. Yeah. So they recommend actually when you do these chalets to take the shuttle system. Um, oh, so makes we'll, sense. we'll figure that out because you can go from either side of the park. Um, and then, or the Hidden Lake hike. And I was like, or not Hidden Lake, but the Highline Trail. And I was like, oh my God, Mark. Yeah, the Highline, because that's the end of the Highline Trail is at that little bend that they're telling you to start at. Um, so now it makes sense that you can do it just that adds a lot more distance to your day yeah um, it, it's about eight miles if you do a highline but it's easy moderate hiking versus strenuous as the other ones were 
Yeah, I could see it where it's it's longer distance, but it's not as as steep in those parts. Well, you're starting off higher up. <laughs> yeah, you get a warm up. Yeah. You don't have to do your calisthenics in the parking lot just to get warm to go uphill. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But that's not all we got in store for you guys this summer because we got a summer of plans. I haven't even sent you the list yet because I was too afraid to send it to you. But leading up to that, you know, we'll be all over Montana. You know, we'll be in the Yellowstone region. We'll be in the eastern Montana region. And we'll be in the western Montana region. Hit some great things that we've talked about before. So I thought, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on these Facebook groups. I hear questions. I'm answering questions all day long because I feel like I can help with my travels. I love helping people. I love talking about my travels. Um, I loved when I was a park ranger at Pompey's Pillar talking to people about travels and experiences because the more we get to know about each other, the, the, you know, the better we are as a society. And part of that, you know, is, is doing things like today. You know, if you probably read the title, we're talking about, you know, breaking down Montana essentially and telling you what all there is to do because everyone's like, I'm going to Glacier. I'm going to Yellowstone. Well, what do I do in between? Or, I want to see Eastern Montana because it's a, the most remote place in the world, you know? Yeah. And to quote a great video, it's like, and you thought you knew Montana. That's a great video that I haven't seen in a while. It's false. So just if you guys watch it, but it's on YouTube and they spell <laughs> Montana like M-O-N-T-A-N-U-A-H. And I think that's the video and you'll find it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a guy making fun of like, you know, a bunch of random facts about Montana that, you know, if, if you've never been and you're just like uneducated, you go like, really, I had no idea about that with Montana. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you only need like half a brain to realize that it's fake. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like in the first few minutes, like, and Germany was cut out yeah, of Montana. Germany was founded in Montana. Yeah. You right? know, before, before that, it was just an empty hole in Europe that smelled <laughs> like tulips and repression. <laughs> That's like the fact or something. Right. No, it's a good one. And 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 there's some good there's some good content that comes out of this state. I'm not gonna lie. Like Yellowstone that's filmed down in Darby, Montana, over in the Bitterroot Valley. You know, get some good content over there. But it's good. How do you want how do you want to break into this? Do you want to start with the east, the west? Well, the I guess a great way to jump into it is to jump into the Montana breakdown is I let's say I have never been to Montana before. Okay. I want to make the trip out. What section would you recommend to me first? Um, well, I guess the typical section everyone really recommends uh with Montana is west or east, right? East or west. And west is typically the go-to. Um, we decided, I decided to break it down into three sections. You got like West, Central, and East, you know, so your Western side was going to be your Kalispell, your Whitefish, your Missoula, your Butte, right? Kind of everything on that side of the Continental Divide. Um, and the reason for this, I think, is, is one, how the mountains change uh, and how the valleys kind of change over there. It's more like valley, mountain, valley, mountain, valley, mountain, where from like you know, the, the central division, which I call from like Helena, Butte, Great Falls, Lewistown, Bozeman, Livingston, those towns kind of fall in that. 
uh, it's more larger valleys open and then out in eastern Montana it's more grasslands uh, and the prairie. Um, so kind of kind of that and I would I would recommend the West right. Uh, I think you would too. The thing about the West is you could break it up even more because people will spend just time up around the glacier area. Um, which is like the Kalispell region, which there's a lot to do up there. You know, you got Whitefish Lake. Uh, there's the ski resort there. There's Flathead Lake. Uh, they have like Wild Horse Island, Big Arm, Finley Point, West Shore, Yellow Bay. And those are all state parks on Flathead Lake. Uh, you got Logan, you got Thompson Falls, all great places up in northwestern Montana to go check out and do. Um, there's parks there. And that's one cool thing about this state is there's a lot of good state land opportunities, national forest opportunities, state forest opportunities, all that. There's a lot of public land. And this state has been so for public land. Um, you know, you got to thank guys like Governor Bullock, you know, who really fought first allow you know the state land to have state land and like governor schweitzer who you know he one of his big things was when fishing the rivers is like fishermen in this state have access to the high water mark on the river so wherever that water goes the highest that's public land you as a landowner do not own our rivers you can't touch them you can't do anything with them they are they are the state um and you i wish they could figure something out like that with hunting because you as the landowner don't own the deer or elk and they try to you know you have the Koch brothers that park their trucks across you know public roads so that they can block the elk in uh, or hunters from getting to the elk yeah it's fucked um but you know we're not talking about that uh or if you're in the missoula area right you're spending time go ahead get into it um, i just want to point out there's one park up in that western kind of northwestern area that is just an absolute doozy of a park, and that's the Ten Commandments Park. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, the park that keeps getting bigger every time I see it. <laughs> well, I I want to argue. You know, you and I started traveling to Montana. You know, I grew up here, but you and I started traveling to that region of Montana, the Glacier region, starting in 2015. You know, that's seven years. I know. That's wow. actually when you think about it, like, wow, we're getting old. <laughs> I knew that part. <laughs> but it is. But every year, this park has grown. It literally started as a shack. And not even a shack. I don't even think the shack was there. The first I think day. it was like a tent that like someone would come and put up every day or something. <laughs> yeah. And it was like they had two or three billboards. Yeah. It's fine. Great. You know, you're driving up the road anyway. You see, especially in Montana, you'll see on a lot of the highways, the Ten Commandments. Uh, people put them up or God, this is God's Valley or just different things like that. Uh, and the whole drive up there, you see it, especially coming from Sealy, <laughs> that valley. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a good park. And I, I swear to God, now there's 30 fucking billboards, there's signs, there's flashing lights. There's <laughs> for all I know, next time I see it, there's going to be like a ride. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do that just for our, just for the wanderers. No, that is it. But you also bring up some other good parks. You know, you got like uh, Salmon Lake State Park. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, like the Blackfoot River up there. You have, um, oh, what lake is that? 
I mean, to be fair, you haven't even technically mentioned Seely, which you know a lot about. And Seely's my favorite. That's why I didn't mention it. Uh, uh. Giving away my secrets. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Uh, Yeah, no, you have the Seely Swan Valley. And those aren't even that popular in comparison to, like, the Flathead. You know, you have the, the, on your drive up from Missoula to Flathead, you have the, what, the Garden of 10,000 Buddhas? Oh, yeah, that's right. So that might be something you and I need to check into because I know I know for your mental health that's needed, right? Well, we, the thing is, um, Vince, Phil, and I were going to do that um, that spot, but my phone caught on fire that day, so no, we had no phone, and we tried going and getting it fixed, and it was a whole debacle. Um, let's just say, but end of the day i did not have a phone and we had to get back to oregon so um, but so i missed it and i keep forgetting about that spot no i that's one i want to do but the reason it's hard for me to do it because i'm never on that road right i'm never going from missoula to kalispell uh, but the, a lot of people are and i think that's why it is kind of famous um and you and you see it over there and there's even like a good jeep one of the only certified jeep trails in montana is over in the kalispell region and and that's something big that i know uh people like to do is those ohv trails um but yeah Sealy's great swan's great that whole valley is great um the blackfoot river the clark's fork river um saint regis is a, even a really cool town libby's an interesting town eureka is an interesting town and i say interesting because they're these like logging towns in northwestern montana that's really remote so they're interesting they're like a pole bridge you know mark's been to pole bridge um then you kind of get in like the southwestern um and they they call it like golden county over there and like that kind of stuff and uh so you have like anaconda butte you know butte is really cool because it's the old mining town it was the richest hill in america at one point um larger like it was one of the most populous cities in america at one point um and they have the berkeley pit which is that acidic water from all the mine yeah i was gonna say it was once the most pop one of the more populated cities in america now it's just a pit of toxic waste (laughs) and you can go tour that pit yeah (laughs) i mean some people may be into it i don't want to discard it it could be very cool i just don't think it's my thing so i may not put that much time into trying to get well if you're if you're in view there's two things i recommend for you then you can jump on over you know kind of going towards anaconda there and go to fairmont hot springs um they're one of the more hotel-like hot springs Mm. in the state they're really nice they're larger a lot of conventions you know that big convention center out there there's a golf course out there large hot springs pool they even have a slide that goes in the pool oh interesting yeah it's fun it's a, <laughs> you don't I wonder just, how it, hot the water is because you know how it could be very alarming to just go like splashing into very hot water the, the tube is hot and you walk inside like the slide starts on the inside pool Okay, okay. the outside pool and the outside pool sits at like i want to say like 90 to 100 probably and then they have a hot pool out there too i was gonna say like that must be like how almost every like lobster or crab feels where they just get shoved into a boiling pot (laughs) 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 and then it's like oh my god i'm burning 
No, it's not like that. You would like you would like Fairmont, but you also I feel like you wouldn't like Fairmont. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> it's one of the over commercialized ones. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you like the golf aspect, so I feel like yeah, you right? down to be like, yeah, I'll go play around and then hot spring. So so true. And then um, I mean, there's a lot of cool shit out there in uh, Western Montana. So, but speaking. Of some oh, cool you're gonna shit. go here, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's time to do some cool shit in nature. I got two this week. One's a picture and one's a video. Um, the the picture is really cool, at least I thought. So, <laughs> thought I'd share this one. This is a type of bird, I believe, but it's very kind of interesting and. When I saw this picture, and I, I wish I knew the name of it, and I can actually find out real quick, but um, this is what I imagine they thought dragons were. Yeah, no, I agree, because it makes sense, because it's flying, um, and it has, what is that movie? They've made, like, a few of them. With, like, yeah, well, it looks like the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. That's exactly what he looks the, like. The head of it um looks just like i wish i can't remember the the dragon's name i want to say it's spike but i don't think it is i don't know i don't i but, i that i was kind of that when that animation was coming out i was kind of older so i wasn't into it as much i know i saw it like somebody i think i had like um a girl make me watch it or something or maybe it was my uh, ex i can't remember the things, but the, the things the reverend does huh <laughs> yeah that, there was a point i hadn't seen like a lot of those movies and so like everybody was making me watch them so i watched like maybe i swear like 20 pixar or disney movies in the span of like two months i was like overloaded no um, I, I, but I, yeah so that's really this guy's really cool and then this other one if it's the v i can't remember which one i chose but if, oh yeah i want to know like this is wild shit, honestly. Is he trying to attract a gator? <laughs> yeah, just wait. So for the people that are just listening to this, this guy has what I'm assuming is a leg of lamb. Um, Neat, yeah. And he goes to some water and he just slaps the leg of lamb on the water. And this giant gator comes running at him not slow very quick and he just is very kind of casual um dropping in its mouth and this honestly just like just leave it there <laughs> i really and i'm not a fan either looking at the video right like the one thing is i think alligators are faster in water than they are on land so he, the guy's kind of being smart by being on land. Um, it's interesting is he's he's barefoot and the water is that like green moss algae film that m develops on top. And I don't like going barefoot on that kind that in that kind of water anyway. And like the mud he's on, like why are you even there in the first place? Well, I, I think this is like some sort of gator enclosure. It looks with the fence behind it looks, but you know, you do go down to like Florida. I mean, this guy's got some major league Tiger King vibes. Yeah. And like, 
that could be a canal down there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it very well could. It's an interesting, but the fence, yeah, it could be an encounter for sure. No, that's some cool shit in nature. It, it was some very cool shit in nature. Um, I'm trying to see that bird is the great, great eared night jar. Okay. So it's, yeah. I've never seen a bird look like that before. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool. It was some cool shit seeing that. So, well, I'm going to jump back in. I'm going to kind of finish off uh, uh, the southwestern Montana a little bit and just kind of top off some things that there is to do down there and then work, work my way over into central Montana. But like, like if you take the, the Highway 93 going south from Missoula down, uh, it's called the Bitterroot Valley. It's a very beautiful valley. That's where, like I said, they film Yellowstone. Um, people really like the Bitterroot. A lot of people from California moving there recently. Um, prices have gone skyrocket in that area, in that region. Um, there's some good hot springs, especially there in Lolo. Um, then there's also a town called Dillon. And down there, there's some nice, uh, good outdoorsman stuff kind of going on. Um, but it's kind of, it kind of has a weird frontiersman vibe old town. Um, that's where Lewis and Clark saw Beaverhead on their journey. But the reason I bring up Dillon is it's a good stopping point for when you're, when you're going from Bozeman. And I would say if you have the opportunity, go from Bozeman to Dillon and then Dillon up to Missoula and take that, if you can, take uh, that Bitterroot Valley because you're going to get a really scenic drive. But when you're over there, there's also towns like Virginia City and Ennis. And those are some of those Western cowboy towns, you know, where Calamity Jane and folks like that uh, went. And in the summer, they got a lot of tourist activities going on. Um, and just fun kind of stuff. You know, when we were kids, we panned for like sapphires and rubies because you could find them here. And just stuff like that. That's really fun. Three Forks is really cool. You have the pick, you have... Uh, the Lewis and Clark Caverns over there, uh, the headwaters of the Missouri where all three rivers come together. Um, Helena, you can tour the capital. That's an old mining town. Um, people like to check out. There's plenty. I mean, there's anywhere you go in this state, there's plenty of outdoor activities. There's going to be a body of water to get on, whether it's a river or a lake or a mountain to get into, especially if you're in the, in the western or central area. Um, and with that, you, you get a lot of ski resorts too. So I'm not, I'm not a big skier, but I know like my brother Josh is getting big into it. And um, I mean, like, some people, it is very big. Again, you know, I'm not, I have, I've never skied. I've only snowboarded, but it didn't turn out very well for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just not into it mainly because I don't have great access, but right. No, I mean, I, I get you, you, you have, you're in Oregon where like, even then, like think of Portland, like you really only can go skiing at hood. Yeah. You can go down to bachelor and whatnot, but that requires a little more planning or uh hoodoo's the other one. Okay. I didn't see that I didn't. one's that one's close to bachelor though okay well, makes sense because of those mountains there but like you don't have mountain like you have the cascades and like cascade volcano mountains versus like yeah. mountain ranges where you know here you have big sky 
you have Bridger right, right out of like the Bozeman area. You know, if you're in Missoula, you can go to Showdown or uh, Lookout Pass even has uh, uh, right there at the Montana Idaho border. There's a, a ski resort, you know, Marshall Mountain, um, Big Mountain up in uh, Whitefish area. That's another good one. People like to go uh, over by Helena. You know, you have Great Divide and Discovery Basin. Uh, showdown is also kind of there. Great Falls area. Great Falls is also a cool area to check out in central Montana because you have like the falls of the Missouri, the Great Falls. Uh, you have the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center. Um, and that's about it for Great Falls. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that great. There's the, the Air Force Base, Maelstrom Air, Air Force Base. So a lot of people actually get familiar with Montana because of that. That's where a lot of our nukes are, uh, America, just so you know. So when you're driving around Great Falls, you see a lot of military. I was cars. wondering why there was an Air Force base in Montana. Um, it doesn't seem super strategic unless we get in a tiff with Canada. It's it's actually probably one of our most strategic Air Force base because it's where it's located. I think you can get you can get planes out, and it controls a lot of our nukes. Yeah, the nukes. <laughs> the nukes is why it's there, but but it's mainly for Russia. If you think about, because you're not going to go east or west to get Russia. You're go north over the north pole well that's why that's why there's air force bases in alaska yeah well there's air force bases everywhere in this country but well a lot of the ones in alaska are shut down um after the cold war but uh so that's all for western montana yeah um, and i kind of was getting into central there with great falls helena and then bozeman area yeah um, i noticed that but i wanted to make sure we knew that we're more central now yeah no and there's like canyon ferry lakes a really cool lake to go this big lake big walleye tournaments you know happen there um hauser lake i mean you have plenty of that i mean you know there's 47 state parks in this state um plenty to do uh when you're in that central region you know you do have uh like lewis and clark caverns the madison buffalo jump the missouri headwaters um, Spring Meadow Lake, Tower Rock, First Peoples Buffalo Jump, Ackley Lake, good, good trout fishing. Uh, and then like you even have the Gray Cliff uh, Prairie Dog State Park right off I-90, you know, when you're driving to Billings, you want to see some prairie dogs. <laughs> but, uh, this, this part of the state is always kind of interesting to drive through because it's, it's really kind of like the true transition from mountains to prairie where you're still in the mountains, but it's really starting to open up a lot more. Yeah, and what I like about that, you, you really do a good point because it is kind of a, especially like, it, you really could cut it in half, like Great Falls, Billings, up, and like your Bozeman, Livingston, like even Livingston kind of falls in this, but like your Bozeman and Helena kind of aren't over that first mountain ridge, I would say, or that first mountain pass. They're kind of tucked away in the mountains. But they still have these like larger valleys, which gives you honestly that true Montana feel where it's like the mountain turns to the prairie and it just goes. Um, you know, uh, when you're driving, like I always like one of my favorite drives is when you're looking down that road you would take, you know, if you're in Whitehall, Montana, uh, you could just get over that pass and you come out and you see the mountains, they go right to the, the big hole river kind of and where it forms and just the cool shit that they have um, a lot of hot springs in this area. 
You know, you got like Chico, Norris, White Sulfur, um, Seiko's over in Eastern Montana. You know, you have Big Sky, the Big Sky Ski Resort. Big Sky, the whole festivities behind that. And West Yellowstone, the tourism, Gardner. Uh, I would even throw Red Lodge and Cook City into the mix because of where they're located. But they actually kind of fall into Eastern Montana because of how you get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to do. Again, like I said, there's a lot of outdoor stuff. You'll never, you'll never be disappointed with outdoor stuff. All these mountains, you know, the crazy mountains, the Bear Paw Mountains, the Bear Tooth, the Bighorns, the, you know, uh, missions, all of them are going to have stuff to do, stuff to climb, you know, in Butte, right? You're going to be able to climb up to, there's Big Mary on the mountain. You can climb up to her or take the road up the back. Um, or, you know, if you want to get really like, I think too, the other thing about the central and eastern side, when you get up past, you know, like Glacier Park and past Great Falls into that northern kind of category of Montana, that becomes, that's what they call the high line. It becomes your ranches. And I'm not talking like, oh, you know, you're, you know, that's a 40 acre farm or 40 acre ranch. It's 40,000 acre ranch. You know, I was talking to Mike Diggins, you know, Mike Diggins, he's the rancher up in Eastern Montana on the high line. And he's like, yeah. I don't like when people are cutting my fences, whatnot. And we we're just talking. And I was like, yeah, but that's what happens when you own all the land, you know, because he owns 38,000 acres up there. And you're just like, but I was also like, but also no one wants to own that land. Not yet. Yeah, yeah that's the size. That's the size of ranch that like um, our buddy Mike works for too, or works on. Yeah. You know, he works on those big where, you know, you're moving your cattle with horses, like real cowboy shit. No, and exactly. And that, honestly, there's a lot, there's not a lot of places like that that are left in this world. Um, and, and some of, some farmers and ranchers kind of act like, you know, especially the small, the smaller ones will act like they're kind of like, not like that, but it's like, no, that old way is going away because even these bigger ranches are starting to be bought out by corporations and being run like corporations, you know, and just, it's really an interesting time um, because one of my favorite things, and I like, I really do, I'm starting to enjoy that Yellowstone series and that 1883 that's associated with it because this land has really only been conquered essentially. And I say conquered because, you know, they raped and pillaged the native peoples here, you know, <laughs> They were living here happily and fine. And uh, yeah, they, they conquered it. And 150 years really isn't that long. It's, it's my grandpa's parents. Like that, like my grandpa, someone who, you know, for 26 years has, has given me sage advice, who has been there with me, you know. So a lot of this stuff, is interesting especially when you get to these more remote areas and how these remote people act you know you get out to eastern montana you get people that they've never left eastern montana this is their farm that their family you know they've had for three four five generations and they're not fucking leaving it and that's fine it's the way of the world but it's it is really kind of interesting how you get into these places in these areas but there's also a lot of cool places to see um, you know, I, I, I also, what else was there in 
Oh, you in Bozeman. So I'm going to stay in Central. I'm going to, sorry, I'm still kind of looking. I'm looking at my map here. And you have the museums there. And each town in Montana has its own like small museums. So, like Deer Lodge has like a prison museum. There's car museums. Yeah, if you've ever if you've ever driven through Montana, um, you understand that the state of Montana thinks everything is historical. There's historical this, historical that, historical blah, the historical blah. Everything <laughs> is historical in that whole goddamn state. And the thing is, in the grand scheme of it. It's not even that historical because exactly like he was saying about being conquered, just a like stone throw away, like there's not a whole lot that's truly historical out there. So no. I always get a huge kick out of when I see historical because it's probably not that historical. No, it's like you get, and I want to, I want to say it was probably like the seventies or eighties. I think every town in Montana got like a grant to open up a museum. Yeah, it probably what happens is you know, if you name the water fountain historical, you could get a bunch of funding from the state or something. Oh, and it's a the state thrives on tourism, right? So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You, you you drive that, and but like you go to like these museums, it's like I think too part of it is like that's the stuff that made it here. <laughs> you know, like we didn't think we'd get a car here, but we did. <laughs> It's not even a rare one, just a basic Model T. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for sure. No, it's no but Central Montana, it's got um, a lot to offer. I mean, it's it's not far from Yellowstone, which we've gone over and probably will go over time and time again. Um, but the area, like, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in, um, mainly because it's such a trek for me, is that eastern Montana. I think the only thing I've really done in eastern Montana is, what is it, Battle of Little Bighorn? Oh, and then Pompey's Pillar, right? Oh, yes, technically Pompey's Pillar, that's right. So, but that, I mean, even then, both of those are close enough to the Rocky Mountain front, right? You can still see mountains from those locations. Yes. You know, true eastern Montana is... I can't see mountains. Yeah. You know, and it is really cool. You know, that's where like Thea is from. Um, you know, when I drive out to Wolf Point, you know, you go through uh, like all these places and I, I'm looking at this map and they, they mark one of the roads, a scenic byway that I take. It's called the Terry, you take Terry to Wolf Point. It's, you're just driving through fucking farm fields. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what's scenic about it. It is big sky though. You are getting the big sky. Um, and I, what I, I mean, Eastern Montana, there are some hot springs, like up north in Seiko, you have that one. Uh, there's no real ski resorts unless you count Red Lodge, uh, which I argue when Billings and Red Lodge and the Beartooth get some really, when they have good snow years, that's some of the best skiing in America is Red Lodge. And I, I, I you know, better than Big Sky even. Uh, but it, it depends on like the snow because some years they call it Rock Dodge. <laughs> instead of red lodge <laughs> you know yeah so when they get enough snow it's great but like if not it's not yeah but you know you you, you really do get a sense for the old cowboy towns uh out here you get a, a sense for the old cowboys too there's a lot of good you want to see some good rodeos watch some of these small town rodeos in the summer because that's the town's event you know that's the one thing that small town 
of a thousand people looks forward to every single year because that's the only thing they got and yeah. they're fun you know the you know go up to wolf point you know for stampede well when the rodeo's over it's fucking drinking and partying and on main street they close it down how many towns can you do that anymore you know what i mean yeah uh, i mean rodeo culture is certainly an entertaining time and you get a lot of that out here um yeah. You have like Makoshika State Park, which is way East Montana out by Glendive, which is really cool. Um, it's the kind of the badlands of Montana, as I'd call it. It's Montana's largest state park. Um, just different. Uh, you have like the dinosaurs out in Glendive, Sydney area. Um, and that area has changed because of the oil. So you see a lot of like the oil wells, which is when people are interested. Um, yeah, that's all I really know of Eastern Montana is it's oil, oil, oil. But right now, oil's it's it's weird. It's a it's one of those mark up and down market, you know. Yeah, but just I mean depends. that's just that's where oil is, you know. No, exactly. Um, it's where I think you you have a lot. You know, you have like I would say, uh, you have the four you have few four reservations out this way if you want to see some good like true reservations you know when you get out to like the north dakota south dakota montana those are some of the most poverty poverty places in this country and i think you know you need to we need to see it because it, it's happening here um and and it's how we take care of our own you know like you said you have the battle of little bighorn you can check out uh there's the bighorn canyon that's somewhere i want to take you um, just cause it's really cool. And I think you'd be in awe. Um, you have Fort Peck Lake, giant lake that they, they dammed up the Missouri river and it made a huge lake. <laughs> um, it's cool. Um, where is that medicine wheel? Is that, in the big, it's actually in Wyoming. Oh, so that's Wyoming. It's in the bear or the Bighorn mountains in Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're down there, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. No, it's not a Montana thing. Um, Billings has some good museums. You know, you have like the Western Heritage Center. Um, it's the largest city in Montana. It also has the tallest buildings in a five-state region. Uh, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota. So... And then that makes sense. <laughs> right? It's also the same. I'm pretty sure that's the same region that I saw. They put all of the population of New York. Right? <laughs> like yeah. New York City. Like all of them. Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota. Like all of them put together makes up the population of New York. So it makes sense that the tallest building in five states. <laughs> Well, and that's great. I mean, I, I like I like it. I do like the nothingness. I do. I do like not a lot of people. It's nice. Um, another cool thing that I think you would be interested in is I'm not a hundred percent sure if it is technically central or it is eastern, but there is the like Missouri River breaks is what they call it. I mean, it's BLM land, so it's on the Missouri. It's really where like you get those fingers, those like weird like coolies and ravines that are formed that kind of are by the, the river and kind of the lake by it being dammed up like helped create. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, you can raft or you can like canoe it 
like you have to put in for a permit and you have to you can canoe it like they did in lewis and clark and you camp at different spots on the missouri uh like it's like a three four day kind of adventure that you can do you have to oh, sign up it'd be kind of cool no it really like where it's at like the missouri river breaks is known for hunting right some of the largest rams uh elk deer um i think even moose have been shot out of that area oh wow uh, and in the war like in the world like 300 score type stuff you know like really good stuff um fort peck great pike walleye fishing like i was saying it's a really cool lake to check out and then all the like i said all these little small towns have their like uniquenesses and the things that are dying you took highway 212 with me when we went to the uh black hills those couple times you know that that road that's an interesting road on your way you know you can get to devil's tower which is in wyoming but yeah it's good it's good time though yeah it's um a, it's a cool place um like i said eastern montana not a lot but it's one of those places i want to take you because i grew up out here and there's just so much like when you are in like these nature places where you break your leg out here mark I'm sorry, but you might die because, like, and I'm not, I'm overreacting, right? But it's like, that's the kind of help you have out there. It's just you and nature. Like, yeah, I, I know that feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, but about? I got to be that guy. Oh, of course you do. I got to be that guy. Um, you know, we are getting to the end. I know everybody listening is like, that was a lot very quickly. And we could obviously have kept going in more detail of all three of these sections and more. Um, so do not fret. We will have more in-depth in the future weeks here soon about each of these sections and all of the cool stuff um, that we have in them. And we'll break it down even more. We will break down a breakdown. It's like a twofer. It's even better. Well, what I like about that and what we what we do good, what I what I really appreciate, because I like I say, I listen to the podcast, is you and I when when we do this, like we can plan it out. You know, like, hey, we're flying into Bozeman, we're hitting central Montana, and we're leaving Bozeman. We have five days. Here's some cool things we want to do in those five days. Boom. We're over here in Missoula Flathead. Boom. We're over here in Billings. Cause, you know, Mark's gotta see it all. Um, but it is time for the final words. My so, final words, my guy. All right, guys. I just want to say, you know, thank you for listening this far. I got the hiccups. Um, but I, I really do appreciate those who do listen to the, the final words. And I hope you guys uh, get something from this. Uh, kind of the point that we have them. Um, but we do really really appreciate you guys and thank you you know on the instagram i'm almost to three thousand followers i that's my jeep three thousand people like my jeep follow my jeep i love it you know i'm happy it's more than my own person that has <laughs> you know what i mean um i love that every week we can count on you guys being here listening um it just makes me happy to hear and i i love telling our stories i love sharing these experiences you know because 150 years ago, this land I'm sitting on was untamed. You know, the white settler, the foreign settler, the whoever was moving west because of why, I, you know, they don't want me in New York. I got to go west. They don't want me here. I got to go west. You know, I lost the Civil War. I'm a Confederate general and I got to go west, you know, because I want that new life. I want to be treated 
equally. I want my family to be treated equally. You know, that was just 150 years ago. And here we are, we're talking to each other on Zoom in that in these locations. You know, you're in Oregon, the land these people were trying to get to. I'm in Montana, the land that they had to like go over the mountains to, to get to Oregon. People died here. They gave their lives for something like that. And it's just crazy that in like an instant, we just forget about it, move on because society does that. You know, it paves right over it all. Um, I was talking to Jared and I said, you know, you look around, you look at the things we build, they're gray, they're black, they're not, they're not natural colors, right? We're the disease on this earth. You know, you look at your, you look at your body, what colors do the things turn? Blacks, blues, grays, you know, that's the disease eating it up, killing it, dying it. What are we on planet earth? Go look at New York. That's not green and blue, that's gray and black. So just think about that, guys. All right, Reverend. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, Reverend's final words of wisdom say beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you that listens to all of these um, all the way through. Hopefully you do learn a little bit here and there. Um, <clears throat> I sure, I know I do. Um, mainly through the cool shit in nature, but no, <laughs> I learned stuff from all, the, all of it. Um, but, you know, just go out there, try and get the body moving. Uh, go out, whether it's 4,000 steps, 10,000 steps, whatever. Just go out, get the body moving, hopefully in nature, because that's always a plus. Um, if you can, please make sure you like, subscribe, follow all of the podcasts on the YouTubes, on the Spotify's, on the Apples, on the Googles, on the whatever. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, like it and subscribe it there. Uh, especially Spotify right now, you can rate it. Hopefully you can give us a five star. We'd appreciate it. Helps with all the things um, and gets us going up. Um, but I mean, that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.